One episode number, I believe number four of And One with EJ here on the Hull Love Podcast Network. I am your host, Ernest EJ Christian, coming to you here in my studio. Um, as you know, we do this every week, short and sweet, five observations of the NBA uh, that have sparked my mind for the most part. But before we get there, a couple things I want to discuss. Number one, um, our thoughts and prayers continue to to, uh, to be for... The safety for the Buffalo Bills, Demar Hamlin, as he continues to recover, you know, hopefully he's recovering. I mean, the news has been has been positive for the most part, but it's still, he's still in critical condition. Um, of course, took that yeah, you know, tackle on um, T. Higgins in that first quarter of the, of the very crucial uh, Bengals Bills game, and then proceeded to collapse. He had cardiac arrest. The Bills confirmed that um, this week he had cardiac arrest on the field. Um, they were able to they did CPR hit with him on on the field. He was able to get, get his heart moving again. Obviously, it's been a very uh, trying 48 hours for the entire, and you know, really the whole entire sports community as a whole. Um, news like this, you know, is obviously it's not just in the NFL, not just the Buffalo Bills, but it's also outside as well too. People are shocked and obviously pulling for the for the guy. And obviously, you know, we want to make sure that his health is first and foremost um, the priority here. This is bigger than football, obviously. So we continue to pray for our, uh, our brother, uh, Damar Hamlin, um, and hoping he recovers from this moving forward. Um, next thing also I want to, I want to, uh, touch on here before we get to our, all my five observations, um, is I apologize for not being on the Hello podcast last night, on the live show, because, uh, last night, unfortunately, as you guys know, I have kids, I have family. So sometimes there are some nights sometimes where my kids, you know, when they go to sleep, you know, they sleep on time before I go go to air on a show, and sometimes they just don't. And last night, my youngest son Logan decided to take the entire night last night and not go to sleep at all. Um, it's been very, very, very um, challenging uh, last couple of weeks because obviously we, you know, we're not, we're not coming out on the holidays. School started today, but they didn't go today. But for the record, I'll explain to you later. Um, uh, come out on the holidays, of course, and uh, you know they've been up late a lot. We, we actually just kind of like went. We kind of just dropped all the rules the last two weeks and in uh, uh, here at home, and you know they were up late Christmas Eve, they're up late New Year's Eve, they're up late every night for the, mo- for the most part, and they're now we're trying the last couple of days to recover and to, to balance their you know the the bedtimes and whatnot. And my youngest son is still kind of struggling with that right now. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know it is that's 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 just what it is. Sometimes sometimes there are moments where I just, I just can't come through. And again, you know I love doing this podcast thing. Obviously, I love doing and. The Hello Podcast every week, but sometimes things happen where I just can't make it last minute, and you know it sucks. It does suck because I really want to be on the show last night too. Especially, I'm, I'm glad that Kyle and um and Big Jim, of course, held it down yesterday because uh myself couldn't be the last minute. Of course, and our 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 colleague and and friend, um, shout out to Matt Matthew Melizen, of course, who couldn't make the show yesterday either for personal reasons. I mean, you know, of course, we're there for you, brother. Um. But uh, yeah, I'm glad Kyle and Jim did a great job. I did listen to the show though. Obviously, watched it live on on my phone while I was putting put the little one to sleep, and you know, the little one stayed awake even after the show was over. <laughs> Honestly, um, but anyway, so let's get to five observations of right now on my mind, um, and on this fourth episode of And One with EJ. Again, if you want to follow me on Twitter and chat with me on Twitter, you know, EJ Christian Seven as well. Check out all my work. I'm going to be putting, making a link tree very soon, too, also to, to, to all my work. I do a lot of, do a lot of work. I, it, it, obviously, this, this, this show is not a priority as well, too, but my main show, Earthquake Podcast, you know, I have Earthquake Unfiltered. It's also like a side B kind of topic-centric uh, show I do as well, too, once in a while. Um, 
I also host the uh, oh, I'm one of the hosts of the Takes the Wrestling Podcast as well too. Um, if you like, if you love pro wrestling, of course. Um, so there's that. I think that's all the work I do for the time being, right? I think, right? Yeah, I think it is. Um, all right, here we go. First observation for me. Um, so the Nuggets, there were Nuggets and Boston Celtics played this past Sunday. Um, in a very highly contested, highly uh, touted game. Um, and I t- I'll tell you what. That could be your pre- that, that game, which Nuggets won, by the way, um, pretty handily. That game could be the finals preview this year. Now, I know Boston was there last year, so Boston getting there this year may not be a surprise. We say, oh, hey, EJ, what about Denver? I mean, you always people always say Denver is going to be in the mix, and then they always fail every year. But here's the difference between Denver this year and Denver in other years. And that, by the way, that point is actually well. It's a very good point. I said in the show last week, the Western Conference is wide open. It's wide open right now. Okay, as we're recording, Denver's number one in the West. I already said to you guys, if I, if I voted right now for MVP, Nicole Jokic's my MVP right now, and he'll win for the first straight year. This Denver team seems different. When you combine it with the fact that every, the Western Conference is wide open, you know, in the past you have, you know, all of the Warriors ran away with it, or the Spurs, or the Lakers for years, and you sprinkle some Den- some Dallas teams once in a while there. Yeah, it makes sense to, to, to say, yeah, that wasn't work out. But this year, there's no runaways. Golden State, even before Steph Curry got hurt, uh, was struggling. Now, I'm not saying Golden State's not the favorites. I, I still stayed, stayed in, in the mix. But there are no runaways. That's the big thing, the runaways. So, as long as, especially Jamal Murray, who, didn't, by, by the way, didn't, didn't play that game against Boston on, on Sunday. As long as he stays healthy. Mike Porter Jr. is healthy as well, too. Um, Denver, it was surprising Denver now because they're in, in the finals against the Celtics going forward. Now, obviously, you know, we got... In the East, now got the the, the the surging Nets. We get to in the second, uh, the 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 uh, not the Nets, but the the, the Bucks are hanging around, of course, to you know Cleveland's a team that can be in the mix. Um, but Denver, Boston may have been a legit finals preview. Like I said, if we're in June, we see Denver and, and Boston in the finals. It should be a surprise. It really should be a surprise. All right, number two. Speaking of Nets, Jacques Vaughn, who took over the team when the Nets started, but I, I, I believe it. It was, they were two and five when he took over, and with all the drama, Kyrie and and, and on court issues, and Simmons, Ben Simmons can stay, you know, can stay healthy. Was it was that was that selling down yet? And that, now the Nets right now have the second best record in the NBA. Uh, just out of nowhere, in, in a span of three months, we've gone from the Nets imploding in the first couple of days, two weeks of the season, to now we sit here in 2023. The Brooklyn Nets have the second best record in, in, in the NBA. And it's a, I guess a game behind the Boston Celtics now for the best record in basketball. And I'm sorry, and I, I know Kyrie's playing better. He's doing his thing, and he's keeping it, keeping his head on, you know, head on straight. KD, of course, MVP candidate, of course. Ben Simmons settled in. But I think all the credit here should be going, or a lot of the credit should be going to Jacques Vaughn. And just and remember, he came into the situation with a fire, with the fire, you know, in the middle of the fire. You know, it wasn't like, oh, well, they were surging and that, and he comes in. No, 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 no. He came in, settled things down. Remember, when he took over the team for Steve Nash, Kyrie Irving was still in suspension. Ben Simmons was still in on the lineup, injuries. So you can't say, well, he started, he, he burned the place down, and then he just took over. No, 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 no. He took over a burning building, and it's cleaned up real well, real well. Right now, if you ask me who is the NBA coach of the year front runner, it's got to be Jacques Vaughn right now. 
because doing what he's done and not just turning it around in the span he's done it and the Nets are now one twelve in a row you gotta give the guy credit you got to so Jacques Vaughn right now is my NBA uh, coach of the year front runner right now in the as we record this on January fourth, uh, two thousand twenty three. Number three, my apologies. I have, I have I have to apologize to one man here, Donovan Mitchell. Um, as you guys saw his historic uh, performance on Monday night, uh, seventy one points. Yes, seventy one points um, in the NBA game. Um, I was someone who was saying last offseason this past offseason, rather, that he's a good player, he's top 20 player in the league, but we might have seen the peak of him. Enter Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland, trade from Utah to Cleveland. He's been balling. He's been the, he's been the glue of that team, and the reason the Cleveland Cavaliers are in the mix in the Eastern Conference, top four team in the East right now. Okay, he's playing very good basketball. He's actually elevated his game down to another level now, which is, I, I thought was impossible. I got to apologize to Donovan Mitchell. I got to. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm going to tell you I'm right, obviously. You've seen my shows. You know how I, how I get down. But if I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you I'm wrong. And again, Don Mitchell, Spider, I apologize. I apologize. Man, you're still balling. You did, clearly, there's no level to go. Now, obviously, you want to see him. Could he do this now in the playoffs? I think he could. And this is a good Caps team, too, on top of that. He has the pieces around him. That was a fantastic trade between them and Utah. This past offseason. And this, this and this trade has is obviously through three, four months now of the season, has definitely elevated and put a fire on Don Mitchell right now. So kudos Don Mitchell for a job well done so far as we get to the half point half point halfway point of the season, uh and uh and proved me wrong thus far as an NBA player in the league. He is definitely beyond top twenty player. He's, he's probably on a fridge top ten right now list right now. If you did top ten list right now and you say Don Mitchell right right in that in that cusp, wouldn't wouldn't say I wouldn't say you're wrong. Wouldn't at all. Because he has elevated his Cavs team now to be not just a playoff team, but a top three or four team in the Eastern Conference. And then a good Eastern Conference at that. Number four, Zion Williamson out a couple weeks is it might actually hurt the Pelicans in, the, in, the, in terms of the standings. And here's why. Because right now there's a lot of cannibals going in the, in the Eastern, in the Western Conference right now. You got, I just got, you got Denver on top of the West right now. You have Denver number one, on uh, New Orleans, I believe. I pull this up here real quick. Memphis number two in the West, and number three is is uh, the Pelicans, right behind at four, surging with seven straight wins as is recording. Dallas Mavericks at four, the Sacramento Kings surprised number five as well. The the Clippers lost three in a row, but they're going to be in the mix as long as Kawhi is healthy. Uh, number six in the West. So one through six in the West are separated by only four games. To be honest with you, one through seven, one through eight, one through nine, one through nine in the West, separated by only four and a half games, and the Warriors are surging as well too. So this injury can really hurt the Pelicans in terms of being that top four or five team in, in the West. And if they're not careful, they can be just as quick back in the playing situation. Now, that in saying that, they were successful last year without Zion um, in terms of uh, you know getting the job done and going to the play in and in the, in the playoffs while Zion being there as, as well. But obviously, you, you see the impact he's made this year with this team. Um, when this when he's healthy, this team is a, you see right now the top top two three team three team in, in the West. Uh, so this injury could could actually hurt this team. So if they can hold serve, maybe be, be at five hundred, if, if you will, before he gets back, that should be enough to uh, uh, to hold things down. All right, and finally, uh, my fifth observation observation here on end one with EJ. There are going to be a, f- a couple teams that we'll probably look at. You have to look at that maybe selling. Before the trade deadline, 
Which teams you you think could be uh, sellers of trade deadline? Um, I'm looking at teams like the Chicago Bulls, of course, uh, who were playing well for a while after the rumors came out about them maybe trading to Mom Rosen and, and and a couple of players in that roster. Zach Levine, obviously, is another guy you look at. Um, but they've lost two in a row since then. They've, they've played 500 ball the last 10 games. Um, they, they, they're they definitely a team that could be selling. Toronto Raptors, another team that could be selling as well, too. Um, both both teams, as I mentioned, are actually outside the playing situation right now currently. Uh, look at teams like Washington Wizards, maybe, selling some stuff like veterans. How about the Atlanta Hawks? Uh, the Trey Young situation is, might, might be getting worse. They lost four in a row as well, too, on top of that. Um, those teams could be, that could be sellers at the deadline. Um, the Charlotte Hornets possibly could be sellers as well, too, at the deadline. Um, what about teams like, let's say, uh, I would say Utah, but no, Utah is a fresh team. So maybe Utah will stick it, stick it out a little bit. Um, obviously, the Lakers, I mean, if they decide to blow up again, but let's see if they get AD back and see if things get, get improved there. Those are the teams right now, I believe, that if you see an active trading deadline between now and I believe the line's after, after the All-Star break, I believe. Um, that if you start seeing activity between them, those are the teams I believe that I believe contenders could be poaching for guys that could put them over the top going forward in, in their respective uh, teams. So, like the Hawks, like I said, the Hawks, the, the you know, the the, the, the Bulls, the, the, the Raptors, um, as I mentioned, Lakers, you know, they could be teams that could be selling. Hell, maybe the Minnesota Timberwolves can sell again. I mean, I mean, they are a dumb team as it is. I mean, it's, you know, getting that Rudy Gobert contract and, and giving all the pieces for that. I mean, who knows? So, again, those are your five observations this week here on the end. One with EJ. Again, t- thanks for tuning in the show. Like I said, this is a short and sweet podcast weekly. Check up to date. Things that are on my mind. Um, again, I'm on Twitter, EJChristian7. Um, Earnest Week Podcast as well, too. Take the rest of the podcast as well. Earnest Week Unfiltered Podcast. I'm on Hollow Podcast every single Tuesday as well on this feed. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you guys next week here on the